It's not worth winning if you can't win Welcome back, everybody, to the Cake Eaters Podcast, your definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. My name is Brandon. I've got my co-host Heath with me. Keith, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm getting quackalicious, you know, me and my girl Fergie. You know Quack, what I'm talking quack-alicious. about. Quackalicious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Fergalicious, quackalicious in your britches is what we're <laughs> saying over here. I don't know. It's getting wild. It's getting okay. wild. I, okay. I, res- I respect it. I respect it. Uh, understandable because because today we have, uh, we're doing part four of our, our dive into D1, the original Mighty Ducks movie. So we're, we got minutes 60 through 81. Jam-packed. A jam-packed 21 minutes. A uh, lot to get through here. Uh, a good chunk of the movie. And then uh, we, we end off kind of right before the climax here. So so a good a good setup for part five here. A lot a lot to get through. A lot to talk about. For minute 60, though, we, we start off. We cut in right. We cut in right to Mickey's Diner, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the 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 restaurant that Charlie's mom works at Casey Conway, the greatest waitress of in Mickey Diner's history. I'm pretty sure, you know. Do we know that? Did we see any kind of like employee of the, of the month verification in the backdrop to, to uh, be able we, to speak to that, Brandon? We we did not, but just going on not gut to instinct, fact check you here. Go, going on on gut instinct, I gotta believe she's she's the best. She, she's the I'll rephrase that. Maybe not the best waitress in Mickey Diner's history, the most recognized waitress. You're, you're, you're going Dynas off history. of your natural feel for talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, okay. There, <laughs> I can get on I can get on board. If there's one thing that people know about me, Heath, it's that I can recognize talent when I see it. You know? And Especially she's got, when it comes to waitressing. Exactly. Yeah. My my years and years of service industry experience, which which actually do have quite a quite a lot of. But I, I definitely did not win a single employee of the month <laughs> award while I was in the service industry. I it was it was not my forte, not my strong suit. I uh, I, I specifically remember. So I, I worked at a movie theater restaurant deal for a little while, and uh, that yeah, that's that, that shit was rough because it was it was all time based. You know, you had to. Because they're in the movie, you had to drop food at a specific time. You had to drop checks at a specific time. You had to wrap everything up at a specific time. It was exhausting. A lot of pressure. I and I specifically remember. Uh, it's, it's a vivid memory. I rem- I remember walking into the it. It was I forget what year it was, but it was it was the 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie with. It was like the 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 first because I know they made like two or three. The I made three. The not 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 the original like the the mid to like the 2010 ish ones right they made two two okay so it was the yeah, first the Megan one. Fox ones yes the first one with Megan Fox it was that one I remember okay. walking into that movie theater and then turning around to see all of the people that I had to take orders from and I remember like j- as soon as I walked in and turned around I remember having an instant panic attack Oof. like the the thought the 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 irrational panic attack thought that entered my mind was like Brandon you're gonna die in this movie theater. <laughs> someone is going to murder you for their food oh yeah or i was just going to die of, of panic just like a heart a heart attack of panic 
And so I remember walking, I, I like walked in, turned around, saw everybody and immediately walked out when I had that thought. And I went to the, the manager on duty during that time. And I was like, I don't care. Like I'll, I'll finish out tonight. No problem. But starting tomorrow, you either need to move me to the bar or I quit your choice. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. Well, and they, yeah. And they, they moved me to the bar and it was so much better. Oh, bartending is so much better than serving. It's, uh, I, it was the, it was the, one of the greatest decisions I think I ever made in my life was being like, I can't do this anymore. Cause I guarantee you, I would have, I would have, I would have had a, a crazy manic depressive episode sooner or later serving serving. It's just people are the fucking worst. It's only people a are the time. fucking worst. Yep. Only a matter of time. Uh, <laughs> but, but let's get to, to get back to the diner experience of Bombay walking in and, and greeting Charlie. Yeah. So Bom- Bombay walks bold move walking into, you know, your, 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 one of your, um, players mom's you know avenues of work their employer walking in there and he uh, charlie's just sitting there doing homework i assume that's a normal thing for charlie to do is just sit there and do homework i think so single mom you gotta bring him with you you know yeah but it feels like good 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 on mickey's diner for you know being chill with that you know not not causing a stink with with because i mean he was in the middle of the bar like right at the door he's taking a prime seating real estate charlie yeah. You know, you would figure like Charlie, go sit in the fucking corner, dude. You know, but but prime real estate. But like, um, Charlie did say that the team thought he was a traitor for showing up. So like, maybe Bombay was he, trying to get the rest of the team there during that time as well. Well, he says it's a traitor for for showing up to the game. The, the oh, the game. game. The oh, game okay. that Sorry. they forfeited. That. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. that's right. Yeah, the, he, he talks about how Peter and the rest of the kids, and again, fuck Peter. Peter's the yeah. fucking worst. Is it true Peter, you were a hawk? Peter said you blew a big one. <laughs> yeah. P- P- Peter told me about the worst day in your life, you know? So there's that for you. I, uh, I put a I put a note, LOL, Peter is a dick. <laughs> Peter's the fucking worst, dude. He's fucking sucks. It's like just like, yeah, Charlie. Well, guess what? Bombay really fucking sucked it up when uh he he, he lost this game for the Hawks completely. Which yeah. like so 20 they still years played ago. overtime. They still <laughs> like they still played overtime and they lost in overtime. I don't understand why he has to hold the bag yeah. on this entire loss. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense that Coach Riley would pin the whole thing on him. And it doubly doesn't make any sense that the newspaper that wrote the fucking headline would pin it all on him too. Yeah. Like, what about Riley like winning in a coach well enough that your team wins in overtime? Yeah. You had a right? whole a whole other fucking period here, Coach Riley. Like, what what in the world was that? Because then he he says it because uh, Bombay does like a breakdown for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he so he talks about it. He talks about how he he missed. So he brings up that the penalty shot was in the third period, which is a good call out. I I from the original um like three minutes that the title breakdown when they show this. I assumed it was it was also in overtime, yeah. you know. But he he mentions that the penalty shot was in the third period. So yeah. then, a a you have all of the rest of that third period, and then the overtime period. Coach Riley, yeah. this is your fault. This is not not Bombay's. Agree. 
Yep. But yeah, he mentions they missed the penalty, missed the penalty shot in the third period, and then they went to overtime and they lost. And and then he talks about I love I love this scene because he, he he's talking to Charlie and he's like a quarter of an inch the other way and it goes in. Yeah. And then Charlie being the fucking badass that he is goes, Yeah, but of a, a quarter of the inch the other way, and you would have missed it completely and looked like a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I also commented on that because like that is like the innocence of youth, right? Like the like the innocence of youth for him to just completely like and and also not being being spazway, right? So maybe not being the best player out there. He's like, yeah, well, if you go the other way, you look like a clown. <laughs> like yeah. You were just you were you were that close to just looking like a joke instead of almost uh, missing it. And Bobby is like, oh, yeah. That never thought of it that way. That kind of makes sense. And then, and then Charlie's like, "Yeah, and at least you got to play in the championship." I bet that was cool. And like, just just shedding some perspective to to our boy Bombay, the ultimate kid perspective, where where he's like, "At least, at least you were there." You know, that sounds fucking cool. Just to be there, just to be there. You know. Yeah, and then it kind of gets. They're, a little they, weird. After well, then, then, then we get Wingman Charlie. Wingman yeah. Charlie. Where Char- <laughs> Charlie goes full Wingman for his mom, and yeah. and and so, and he says, uh, "You know, she has many fine qualities that men find attractive." That's yeah. what Charlie yeah. well, says well, to Bombay. That, so, so that's right. So after that conversation, Casey Conway, Charlie's mom, comes out from like the back or whatever. Yeah. And she comes out and she sees Bomb Bombay's there, and they have this weird. They, they make eye contact. They have like a sweet little smile. They exchange. Yeah, like oh hello. Very very flirty. Very yeah. you know whatever. And then that's when Char- Charlie recognizing that he goes, you know, she has uh she has a lot of qualities that that men find desirable. Is that what he says? Yeah, uh, attractive. Attractive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically being like and my mom. My mom's hot as shit. Bombay, get on this, dude. Yeah. And, get and on. Bombay says, uh, "I know Charlie. That fact hasn't escaped me." <laughs> <laughs> like what? What an uh, what an awkward. And then he, and then Bombay is just like, "Well, fuck it." He brought it up. He's like, uh, "So, what kind of guys does your mom date?" <laughs> Yeah, it goes right back into it. Just, right back in. just, just really takes in it. Well, well, Charlie... so doesn't he? So he goes. So he brings that up. He says, "So what kind of guys does your mom date?" But then, then he like backs off, right? Then he's like, "Wait, no, that's a bad idea. We shouldn't do this." Yeah, well, because then Charlie's like, "Well, they're jerks because they they like my mom, but as soon as they see me, they're they're out of there. They want nothing to do." Yeah, with me. yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and so Charlie even says, he's like, I mean, I don't really care, but I just feel bad for my mom. I, I, I want her to have a, a nice guy, you know, like, uh, which, we need, we need nice guy Bombay, which I don't know which, if he which is. Nice guy Bombay doesn't exist, Charlie. Why? If you're looking for a nice guy for your mom, Bombay is not that guy. Bombay is the fucking worst person to set your mom up with. Yeah. He's, uh, Currently having he's a little a, bit of a hard time with the DUI. He doesn't have a license. He's an alcoholic. He's got a recent DUI. And he doesn't have he doesn't have a job. Well, that, I think that comes later on. But he uh Yeah, no spoilers, but yeah, no, no he's spoilers. About but to now, get that unemployment line. Now too. he's unemployed, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there um, are better there are better options out there for you, Charlie. There are better options. Yeah. And, and then Charlie just, you know, once again, being the kid, he jumps right in. He's like, he's like, Hey, 
so are you going to come over for dinner again or what? Because Bombay has just ghosted them a little bit, you know? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, maybe he has to figure that out. And then it's, he's, he's saying like, hey, this is where Bombay kind of drops some bad news, Brandon. He's, he's saying, hey, I talked yes. to Terry and Jesse's dad. Uh, they're going to take over for, for coaching the rest of the season because Which, the uh, team so doesn't trust me. And that kind of makes sense, right? It makes sense. And again, I think we pointed this out a couple episodes ago, but Terry and Jesse's dad, early favorite for best parent because oh, he's like, because a, a, he mentions he's already working overtime to pay for the hockey stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. now, even though he's still working overtime, he's willing when Bombay is thinking about backing out, he's like, okay, I'll take over. That way we don't have to close the team down. Yeah. Um, he's like stepping I'll, aside I'll, to keep the team together. That's yes, what he said like, to Charlie. I'll, Very diplomatic. Very diplomatic. Yes. But, but uh, Mr. Hall killing it. Early favorite for best parent award. Yeah. And, but that just, that just absolutely tear, like, you know, it just tears up Charlie. He just, he doesn't know what oh, yeah, to yeah. think. He's not a fan. And he's, he's getting, t- and like, what a great acting job by the young Joshua Jackson. He, te- he tears up. It was moving. It was, it was he, legitimately moving. He gets those moving. tears in his eyes and he's like, you know, we're your team. We weren't even ducks until you came along. You know, you made us and now you're stuck with us. And then he storms <laughs> out. But man, he hit the the tears in his eyes, the storm out, like just some some you knew some big things were ahead after that scene yeah. for, for you, what, Joshua Jackson. What one thing I want to point out before we 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 move to move past Mickey's diners here. Is there's multiple times during Charlie and Bombay's conversation where they clap, right? Where I, I forget. Oh, Charlie's talking about um, the other kids or not the other kids, the other people that dated his mom. And he's like, as soon as they see me, they're gone. Right. Yeah. And so he claps. And then it, the, the shot they show has like a, a background of a couple people. And one of the people is like the super old man who's like right behind Charlie. And when he claps, the old man turns around and is like, what? <laughs> like looking all crazy at him. And then it happens again. I think it happens previously when Bombay's talking about his goalposts. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, boom, he, right up there. He claps in that too. And the old man turns around during that too. There's like, there's like two or three scenes during this Mickey Diner things where they clap and the old man like turns around all scared. <laughs> I love that. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> great, great extra acting. Dude, yeah. nailed it. Just, just if you if you want to look at like a uh, a how to to be an extra, he's he's it. Exactly, dude, <laughs> fucking crushed it. Uh, so, so, so the, we cut away from Mickey's diner. This this goes to uh, the school science right? class. Science yeah, we, class. we're in science class. Uh, we've got this is a very subtle joke that I just ha- are you talking about. Are you talking about blue balls? Yeah, and then the, kid, <laughs> the the red balls are oxygen. Now, what are the blue balls? And then the kids all Every start, kid laughs, yeah. <laughs> start laughing. Yeah, Tommy, hydrogen. Yeah, ninety six percent of your body. What is it? Pizza. No, that's it. That's it. He's like, now if you put them together, what 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 molecule makes up ninety six percent of your body? Um, and Peter answers, pizza. And the kids also get a nice kick out of that because you can't, you mean back, back in, in those days, especially like in the early nineties, like that pizza hut experience was second to none. And so, you know, they probably were full of pizza. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. 
especially you, especially because you're, you're going there after each game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Questions the breadsticks. Uh, I love it. Um, and then, and then halfway, and then so the class gets interrupted. Principal knocks on the door, um, and the teacher says, "All right, team. All right, gang. You know, let's work on H two CO three because it's a good." But instead of working on this molecule and putting it together, what do we do? We have carp whipping around and saying, how was the forfeit spazway? Yep. Yep. Wow. And then we get some classic, you know, douchebag Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Did you score? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and Charlie's trying to be the nice guy, right? Like, hey, I don't want to talk about the team. I do want to point out what, what the fuck is up with Charlie's hat? In this scene, I'm it's surprised like, they let him wear it in school. Do they? They usually don't wear let you wear hats in school, even in the 90s. I mean, this was like 92. Yeah, even um, then, these. Usually I, I mean, my, my 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 experience. So I didn't I didn't hit kindergarten until 90. What that? that would have been like 94. So I'm I'm like two three maybe 95 two or three years behind this. Um. But yeah, and and I was in like a. I, I grew up in the, the suburbs so it was it was a you know it was a, a well-to-do school district hmm. um when you're in the the inner cities of minneapolis though i don't know maybe they're yeah. they're a little more lenient on the dress code especially in 91 92 whatever this was um that, that, hat, not, not, not only not only is he wearing a hat gee's got his little i don't even what kind of hat is his gee's fashion in this in this movie like i feel like he was trying to he like the stuff they put him in he was like trying to go for like a like a like a rastafarian look you think so i don't know i love 90s which doesn't make any sense for somebody named guy germain who's you know you know fucking scandinavian blonde hair it doesn't make any sense i i don't know i i mean i love some good 90s fashion and they just they pull out all the stops for this movie so i can get on board well charlie's hat was it was like a it was kind of like a baseball cap, but not really. And it was all plaid. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. I love it. I, it was threw me for a loop. Yeah. The fa- the fashion in this, this episode or this movie, just, it was like, I love nineties fashion as much as the next person, but this was, this was a lot. This was yeah. a lot. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, but my favorite line comes up here shortly because because uh, Peter calls out Charlie. He's like, "Yeah, you're the, you're the coach's pet. Everyone knows Bombay likes you best." And then Carp is like, "Likes his mom, you mean?" Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but then Charlie jumps up to defend his mom's honor, and then Connie also jumps right up. Con- it's like, hey, Connie. Connie is the first one to defend Charlie. She jumps up yeah. and she's like, "Fuck you guys." And and I love Peter is like. He jumps up and says, you have no right shoving carp. That's what he says to Carp. <laughs> you have no right shoving carp. <clears throat> and then as and then pushes Connie. And then, and then of course Guy, Guy, my boy, Yeah, Guy, he's not gonna let that fly. You know? He's like, you don't don't push her. She's a girl. Which <laughs> I mean, girl or not, you just you shouldn't be pushing people in class. You know, it's not. It's not where it's at. And so everyone's pushing back and forth. Um, I love that. I don't, it doesn't say who said it, but someone yells Adams away. And then they start throwing all those Adams. <laughs> so I bet I, those things I, hurt. I, I, I noticed, I noticed that too. I don't think it was anybody on the team. Cause, cause in, in, in the school, in the science class, there's, there's a bunch of kids 
outside of the just the hockey kids. And so yeah. they the, the hockey kids start pushing each other. And then I think one of the other kids stands up on the desk and is like, Adam's away. And then they <laughs> yeah. all just start throwing, <laughs> throwing shit at each other. Oh, it's it's great. It's great. That one, and then the one girl is just sitting there, just putting oh, uh, t- t- Tammy. That's Tammy, right? Is that t- I, I, I think- didn't I couldn't tell if it was Tammy or if it was just another girl and okay. like was actually sitting there putting the because Tammy ended up getting a detention. Uh, but oh, the other right. girl it probably wasn't Tammy then was just uh sitting there just you know putting together the just do, the Adam she, as requested. Yeah, she's doing the schoolwork. She, she doesn't have time for all this fucking hockey drama, you know. And she's trying to she's trying to get a scholarship. Heath. Yeah, she's 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 got an academic scholarship riding on the line. Like we know it's important to start at middle school, but I love that uh, the teacher comes running back in. He's like, my Adams, my Adams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the principal, I have never in my life. What have you got to say for yourselves? And then what happens? She, they just, they hit her with the quacks and the kids start quacking at the principal. And that's how we, we round out our trip to, uh, to the middle school. Yes. What a, and like, what a great wave of, of nostalgia to 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 travel back to science class you know i don't know how how old or younger listeners are but putting the atoms together for me it was a it was a great you know wave of nostalgia you know reminiscing about middle school science class what a what a great time what a great time yeah everybody loved putting atoms together put one together that looked like a penis and showing your buddies secretly you know so the teacher couldn't see (laughs) Check it out, buddy. <laughs> you know, middle school boys. We're immature. That's what we do. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> anyway, so um, the kids are quacking. They're having a good time. And then we cut to the Duckworth Law Firm. Yes. Brandon, and we have we have Bombay um, coming so, in. So I, I want to point out, do you notice the the when, when Bombay, when, when Ducksworth opens the door and he brings Bombay in? He says something right off the bat. Do you, do you know what he says to him? Um, thanks for coming by on such short notice, Gordon. And then after that, so he... Um, your court release came through. Congrats, your community service is over. So that, that's what I want to focus on right now. So Ducksworth, at this point in time, Ducksworth went to the judge. Because I, 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 I feel like that that line gets lost in what happens in the rest of this this scene, but it's very important to the to I think at least the motive for Ducksworth here. Yeah, because he 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 opens the door, he lets lets Bombay in, and he says, "Hey, I got your court ordered community service." Because if if we if we remember back to the the scene where Ducksworth lays out what has to happen for him, yeah, I'm. Like the I he he mentions that the leave of absence is his idea. I now after this, I'm con- convinced the community service is his idea as well. Mm-hmm. Ducks Ducksworth has a lot of pull with the judge that ended up sentencing Bombay. Yeah. And so what he says right here is he says, I went to the judge and I got your community service wiped out. And so what what he essentially what he's saying is he's saying you don't have to coach the ducks anymore. And then he's banking on Bombay being like, oh, thank God I don't have to coach the Ducks anymore, which alleviates any emotional tie he has to this situation yes. going forward. Yes. 
And then and it, it didn't work. No, no, no. I mean, he, yeah, he tried his best, but so, so, so hit, hit us with the rest of the scene here. He's all right. It's, it's, it, this is a fucking doozy. Yeah. And so, um, court release came through and then, um, Bombay's like, Oh, so are we talking about me getting my job back and, and coming back to the firm? And, um, Oh, looks like you got your Jersey. That's great. A lot's been happening. Might even make the playoffs. And then we hear <laughs> a big laugh and Bombay wheels around and who is it? It's none other than coach Riley and Mr. Ooh. Banks sitting at the table. And, and D- Ducksworth mentions that Mr. Banks is, I have the, the quote here. He's a. Uh, Phil is one of his oldest friends. Oldest friends. That's right. Yeah. He's yeah. one of his oldest friends. And, and, but like Bombay leans in and, and goes, sir, they're the bad guys. <laughs> did you see, did you see that part? Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then Mr. Banks <laughs> is like, Gerald was kind enough to get us all here to, sort this out and uh his older brother was a hawk all his little friends are hawks it's where he belongs and so mr banks coach riley mr duxworth they're all banks is going to be a hawk that's what yeah. they're here to decide well yeah uh, we're, we're, we're going to reverse the decision and that what, what, what do they say that banks will be able to finish the season as a hawk and then at the end of the year they're going to redraw the lines, the district lines, some more fucking gerrymandering, some goddamn yeah. gerrymandering. That's that's exactly what it is, because because Riley's like, listen, it's tradition. You get it, Gordon. You played. And so um, and, and, and Bombay's like, hey, man, the, the league ruled it out. And that's where he's like, all right. So we cut a deal with the league long and short of it <laughs> they, and, which I, I love because even Bombay cuts even Bombay calls it out. He's like, wait, 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 wait. You you cut a deal with the Pee Wee Hockey League. That's yeah, and like calls it out. That for, that's the, that's the amount of pettiness we're going for right now. Is you're cutting deals with the Pee Wee fucking Hockey League? Yeah, he he calls out <laughs> how absolutely ludicrous it is. Um, and, and then that they and then they say they're going to redraft the lines correctly. Yep. So, correctly, so, correct. Because so. because the 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 previous redraft was obviously wrong. Obviously. He's, Exactly. And so, but the, the best part about it all is that the league is like, listen, that's fine. No worries. Like whatever. We don't give a shit, but you just got to, you know, make Bombay take away his formal protest yeah. and, and he's got to withdraw that. And uh, Bombay, I love it. Cause he just gets like a sly grin. He's like, all right, oh, yeah. that's great. You, you, you can tell he know he right, right. That a sly little grin. He's like, I got it. Yeah. That, that's, that's my fucking loophole. I got it. I know exactly what I'm about to do with this now. Um, and then he's like, listen, no, sir, you don't understand. And he gets ready for his big speech. And he's like, you know, you you uh, told me to go learn to be a part of a team. And maybe I haven't done it yet. But I remember something my father said to me, you know, a team. It's not just a bunch of kids looking to win. It's something you belong to, something you have to earn. And mm-hmm. Bombay is not going to let those kids down. And Ducksworth is like, all right, bud, listen here. You either cut the shit or you're fired. And so, and so I, I, I love this scene because, because I, I love it because it, it's both du- the guy who plays Ducksworth, I forget his name, but him and Bombay both like the delivery and the acting in the scene, I think is fucking top notch. Yeah. It's so good. So, because Ducksworth goes up to him 
and goes up to Bombay. Like uh, he sneaks, he, he gets up real close to him away from the other two. And he's like, like hushed toned whispered. And he goes, Bombay, um, are you willing to lose your job over a bunch of kids, a game, you know? And then Bombay retorts back, whispered tones again away from everybody else. And he goes, well, sir, are you willing to fire me yeah. over some kids, a game? So, go get such, your belongings. Yeah, go clean out your desk. Um, I, I love, but such I a good scene, so, like acting top notch. Like I, everybody know, delivered. But you missed yeah. it. My my favorite part is when he's like, "Yes, Mr. Ducksworth, thank you well, very much, that's Mr. Ducksworth." That's what he does after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then he lets him know, like, you may have paid for this jersey, but but you didn't earn it. See you in the playoffs, right? Boom. Mic drop box so th- so this, coming after. It, so this brings up a, a so a thing. So the they were named the ducks after Ducksworth, right? Yeah. So now that he doesn't work at Ducksworth anymore, and they had a huge blowing up, Ducksworth is not a part of the ducks anymore. Um do are you keeping the name just out of spite? Do you go to the trouble of changing the name? Yeah, I think that just like once you're ducks, you're ducks. Like you can't go back. Okay. Yeah. And I guess ducks and ducks worth, it's like kind of it's enough of a of not, you know, th- there's enough leeway to be like, okay, we're we're not really named after him. Yeah, exactly. But but like the, it's so, it's far enough away. But, but so the 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 issue the so the the, the question I have though, so because we, we've talked about game changers before, right? We've talked about game changers. Yeah, in the very first episode, well, so in in, in all of Game Changers, both uh, Alex and Stephanie work at Ducksworth Law, right? Yeah, and Ducksworth, the the in the first episode, you see somebody who's named Ducksworth. Yeah, you see one of the lawyers named Ducksworth, a descendant of Ducksworth, who seems at least mildly interested in the team because Stephanie's kids play for the team. So I imagine the law firm has at least a passing interest in the new ducks or the, you know, the game changers ducks. Yeah. So what happened between now and then to where, cause I feel like at that point, well, with, with this whole blow up, how, how do you mend that relationship? Well, because Banks goes on to be a duck. And so his dad probably goes back to Duckworth and is like, listen, man, you know, I, I fucked really, up. Like, really? My though? kid is he super happy. We don't, see well, the, we, we don't see the dad ever again. That's ever after this again. movie. Yeah, we see the dad at the end where he's sitting like spoilers for the listeners. But we oh, see is, he, the dad. is he? Is he in the crowd? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We see the dad okay. in the crowd like convert over to the ducks, and so like, it, so, it, so do you do you think that that's do you think that's what it, it's just winning winning cures all? That's what it yeah, is. It's one hundred percent what it is. The ducks okay. win. Banks, his dad is on board because the ducks are winning, and not only are the ducks winning, but the ducks are making Banks look like the greatest hockey player in the history yeah. of Minnesota. Yeah. And so his dad is suddenly on board, and he probably goes back because he goes back to Phil, and is like, "Hey, Phil, listen, bud. I know I was uh, real peeved about this duck situation before, but uh, got a winner on our hands now, so I think we can sign off on it." Okay. 
Okay, I guess that makes sense. Winning and, cures all. Whatever. And then Whatever. they're back. And then they're back because you're not going to pull your sponsorship from state champs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I sure. I guess whatever. <laughs> what? What? Whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, so we'll see you in the playoffs. Then we cut scene because Bombay is uh, transporting himself over to the school. So, yeah, well, so so now he's 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 back in the mindset of coaching. He's like he's th- th- this lit a fire under his ass, and he's like, okay, I need to still coach this. I need to. I gotta. At the very least, I need to do something to stick it to Ducksworth. You know? Yeah. So he's gonna keep coaching the Ducks. Yeah, and so he gets to the school and he pulls up to the office and uh, the principal is there and he's like, "Hey, I'm looking for some students." So, so he a just walks right into the school. The what a what a what Dude, a that's the nineties. What a difference time has made here. He just walks into the school and he says, "Hey, I'm looking for." He gives a, a fucking handwritten list to the principal and it's like, "I'm looking for each of these kids." And the principal tells him exactly where they are and where to go to get to them. The fucking nineties, dude. The fucking nineties. Listen, man. Like, not to age myself too much, but like our middle school got shut down because of a bat and mold infestation. Um, And so it got shut down. And so we ended up my entire middle school tenure. We went in like trailers They They were called modulars. And and except the problem was, is that it's in the middle of the winter in Nebraska and we were waiting, we would have to like wait outside in between classes in like the snow. (laughs) like it was like blustering snow around us and like we would have to like bundle up as we like went to our next class and like wear boots it was just it was it was absurd you know so like i i mean i get the 90s were a weird time yeah the 90s were definitely a weird time when you could literally just do whatever the just like walk in yeah some 30 year old guy could just walk into a school and be like i need to see these kids and they're i have a list of names they're here here they are in an unsupervised room Go have at it, you know, just fucking yeah. Room, room 223. Have at it. Yep. But I love that she, he's like all of them. And she's like, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> her like her eye twitches when she says it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like she is, <laughs> she is super pissed. And, and so the, well, they, we get, they just they just quacked at her. I'd be fucking yeah. pissed too. Yeah, she's she's livid, and they're going like Bart Simpson style, uh, riding <laughs> yeah. riding on the chalk on the chalkboard, and they're all saying that I will not quack at the principal. They're writing lines on the chalkboard. Wow, like <laughs> again, once again, an- what another a, another another big throw, yeah 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 another I big throwback. I don't chalkboards. Think they, yeah, I don't think they even have chalkboards anymore. No, no. they're all dry erase boards, or they have like those crazy I, like right, right when I was graduating high school. They started like doing all this smart board shit. Whereas like Oh, know, really? Yeah. No way. Where it's like a you like roll in a thing and it's like a board and it's connected to the computer and you like write on it as if it was a whiteboard. Oh, okay. Um, it's like you're writing on your tablet and then it like yeah, yeah. Uh, and then proje- you, like the tablet projects up. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, and then you can you can like like if you're like you were like you wrote as if you were writing on a whiteboard and then you could save it. You know, like if that was like an important whiteboard thing you needed to come back to, you could save it. Wow. You know, it was so I, I granted, I don't know if that it, it was it was real spotty technology when I was in high school. Uh, it, now it's probably it, 
well yeah i i mean if they if they continued with it you know i mean there's certain things like technology just you know like i feel like a whiteboard a chalkboard like that's that's shit that like you just like no matter in like you know the year 4000 there's still going to be like a whiteboard or a chalkboard there's going to be a board kind of thing because it's just you know you You have to you You gotta you can't you you can't fuck that up you know it's it's there it's airproof you gotta that's where you like you know you learn to deal with adversity at a young age like when you get called to go up to that board that's like your first true lesson (laughs) of how to deal with anxiety right like that's those are the lessons that you need to learn you write like half the answer and then you turn to the, the teacher and you're like, is that, is that, am I on the right track? No, no, no. Okay. okay kind of like give her the eye, like, oh, oh, <laughs> or, or like you got your buddy and when you're like, oh, you're stretching back to, to like, oh, my back is kind of hurt. Like looking at your buddy and it's like, no, nope, no, nope, <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm way off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's always the math problems that got me anyways anyway so there the kids are writing on the chalkboard um and bombay comes in and they're like hey what are you doing here um and, and bombay's like listen i want to talk to you why don't you all just sit down and they they all just give him the stink guy and he's like okay don't 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 sit down but <laughs> but what's what's done is done let's we gotta i want to coach you guys again let's mm-hmm. we, we gotta move past this and and they're like, hey, you want to you want to coach losers? He's like, no, I'm gonna coach the ducks. The ducks. Yeah. And like, and and then Carp is like, what about all the things you said saying we didn't deserve to live? And, and Bombay's like, I was being sarcastic. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. See, so this this goes back. I, I believe we we talked about it in part three. Then why um, did they flip the first, out when the first thing when it first happened? Of all of all people. Peter should understand what the fuck sarcasm is. Yeah, you know the, he he speaks with a thick veil of sarcasm sarcasm constantly, yeah. and like it just yeah it didn't make any sense that no. they got mad. But like um, Bombay is like you know it didn't didn't mean to for it to sound that way. Do you guys know what it means to be misunderstood? And then Peter is like, yeah, of course we're kids, and it's yeah. like what. Well, then why'd you get oh yeah come on Peter. I, I don't know i didn't get it like it's just I, I don't understand but bombay is like hey can can you forgive me gee is worried about banks you know he's like hey what about banks and and bombay's like well, yeah because because gee has he's proven himself as the best player on the team he's got like 18 goals gee doesn't want to lose his starting spot on no, the front no, no, line no. No, you know, yeah, like Banks gotta, is going to jump in there. Although Gee, Banks, and Jesse on the front line—that's a—that's a nice, yeah, trio I, right there. So it's been a while since I've watched D two, but I believe, I believe that's the line they rock D two with, right? Yeah, yeah, is, for is sure. Gee at center, Banks on the the wing, and then Jesse on the other wing, which is yeah, yeah. Fa- fantastic fucking line, dude. Yeah, Be- beautiful line, um, and. And uh, well, I think it's funny that Bombay's like, listen, he can play if he wants to. Um, he should have been here the whole time. It's you all that got cheated. Well, just know? lead with that, Bombay. Why is that not the first thing you said when Banks was going to come over? Yeah, we, we, we talked about this for sure, but like, like, know your could've, audience. Know yeah, your like audience, the Bombay. messaging could have been could have saved all of these shenanigans. Yeah. But, but anyway, so. 
he's like, but he, then he makes the the like wink at Charlie and he's like, I made you guys and now I'm stuck with you. So what's it's going to be? <laughs> How about what do you what do you say, uh, Peter? Are you want to play tomorrow or, or do you want to forfeit? The season's over. Um, and then Peter shows a little bit of insight and he's like, hey, you no, know, Bobby, let's practice. Yeah. Let's let's practice, bud. And so um, Bombay is going to get him out of detention. And so the kids are celebrating. Um, and, and then he's like, um, so you really quacked at the principal? Are we ducks or what? And, you know, it's a really feel good. And yep. they're there with yep. them celebrating. You know, the blackboard has I will not quack at the principal. Like, I mean, you want to talk about being quackalicious. That's that's what that scene was right there. <laughs> <laughs> super quackalicious super quackalicious. <laughs> it's gonna be the new uh the new opening theme song for game changer season two <laughs> they'll bring fergie and to sing quackalicious i mean honestly i'd be all for that if you get her to spell it out is is is, is that the the song where she spells it out it's for delicious yeah. yeah 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 she can spell out quackalicious i'm all i'm on board i'm on board listen as long as she doesn't sing the national anthem i think we're fine oh yeah i forgot about that that was rough that was rough <laughs> all the players started laughing and they were trying <laughs> they were trying to like that that was my favorite part out of all of it was the videos that came out afterwards of all the players trying to like be nice and yeah. and keep straight faces and then you can tell when like some of them like caught eyes and they would like they would like they, they would just like bolt like break you know what i mean like it's like yeah. class when you're trying not to laugh because the teacher's gonna like yeah. actually flip yeah. out yeah you like put, it, put your head in your chest like try to yeah yeah, yeah. The, yeah you just kind of like the quick look away and, like there were so many players that did that and i can't remember who it was like actually burst out laughing but anyway i think it i think it was Dray- draymond draymond i think like uh oh like, was cra- it cra- cracked a smile and chuckled a little bit yeah. yeah okay you're right i think you're right i think you're right and, and i'm i'm glad that's right on brand with him but anyways <laughs> um so so are we ducks or what we're feeling good we go to the locker room we're gearing up to uh we got to play to get into the playoffs yep. um playing, but I, playing the playing the huskies who yes. who if you if you flash back to was it part three that was the standings or part two part three right yeah i think so yeah so flashback the huskies are only one game ahead of us right yeah they're only one gotta game win, ahead of us. gotta win to get in yeah, so if we beat the Huskies, we're in the playoffs. Yep, and and so we we find so we get to the game and we find out uh, based on the uh, again the arena signage that is in the 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 arena, we find out that the Huskies are from Minnetonka. Oh, nice! I the, Minna, the Minnetonka Huskies. I I love that. I love that. But did you did you pick up on some of the greatness that was taking place in the locker room when they cut into it? Because if you didn't, I've got a little bit of a breakdown for you. Because it, it I, I I didn't. What was going it, on? It comes in and Carp is shoving Peter into a locker, and then you just I, I can't tell where it comes from, but a quote pops up on the subtitles, and it says look at your mother and then another one oh, pops up yeah, and it I says that, yeah. let's see how it goes in 10 minutes i'm gonna kill you and then, <laughs> and then it shows like someone else is getting chased and then banks starts like slowly idling in so like i don't know what kind of pre-game shenanigans are taking <laughs> place in there but like 
Bombay's got to get that fucking locker room locked down, man. <laughs> like, like, there's it's that is not good no, you gotta, pre-game shenanigans. You gotta you gotta keep them loose. That's that's you know, too you, loose. You got you gotta you got, no you gotta let the you gotta let it flow before the game. You know. Oh man, keep it, keep I, it loose, let it go, and then once you get on the ice, that's when you lock it down. That's when oh man, I don't know. So. So, uh, but like Banks comes idling in and my favorite part is Bombay's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Didn't, you, didn't know if you'd show up right on. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. And then the, 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 fir- the first kid, uh, of course, again, Bombay, like you mentioned, Bombay needs to get control of this locker room. Yeah. He does fir- a terrible job. The, this fir- is- the first kid that, that Banks sees is Jesse. And we know, we know for a fact, Jesse is not a Banks fan. Yeah, and this so of is, course this goes they, so much deeper than hockey, though. This is oh, like yeah, yeah. This, this is class. school bully. Yeah. Like this is like so much deeper than hockey, and it just I mean, like especially it, when you factor in the cake, the cake eater. Yeah, uh, slur. this is like class warfare we got going on right it, here between it, things exactly, and, and we need some more EQ from Bombay. Some more, you know. Yeah, you uh, can't you know. can't let you can't let Jesse Hall be the first kid that Banks sees. You know, when he walks in there, because like. Imagine walking into a locker room and then the first kid you you make eye contact with calls you a cake eater. Like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I I know it's the even 90s even and so even though, emotional intelligence wasn't like running yeah. rampant to be and, taught, but yikes, and the the, on, the and the cake eater slur as accurate as it is for banks, you still can't let that happen. You know, yeah, but but like Charlie tried. Charlie's like on behalf of the Ducks, I just want to say well, see, welcome. So that that's the kid. That's that's who you open you you. The first kid he should meet is the captain, Charlie. Yeah. You know, yep. you let Charlie fucking get in there. You can't as as much as I love Jesse the enforcer, you can't let him be the and he's got too much he's got too much angst built up. You can't let him yeah. be the the first the first kid anybody meets. I but I love this exchange cuz uh Jesse just pops up and just looks at him and just goes cake eater. <laughs> and then Averman crushes this right here he goes Oh, Jessman, this is the new guy, the Jester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that was just so epic by Averman again. But then, you know, Jesse is yells at him to shut up. And he's like, Jesus, just, just kidding. He's like, listen, man, um, you know, just because you put on a duck's jersey doesn't mean you're a, a real duck. And then Bombay sits there and does nothing yeah, as the team nothing. storms past there. Like he has got to jump it's in. A, he's got to intervene. A, he's got to do re- something. It's a reverse Rudy moment is what it is. They all yeah, walk like, out one by one. And they're all like kind of like kicking. Like some of them are like kicking a stick as they walk by yeah. as like a show of aggression to their new teammate. Banks still has his Hawks bag. Like, I mean, Bombay, I, I just, the the lack of uh, Bombay stepping in as a coach, I just, I, I didn't like that, man. Like he just yeah. alienated Banks, like he's lucky that Banks played the way he did, you know. But oh, like, we'll yeah. talk about if, on the ice in a second. But if I was Banks, I was terrible. Right out. I would, oh yeah, I'd be like fuck right that guy. Yeah, dude, wow. like that guy sucks. That guy's a dick. Yeah, he just let the team just, and then he's like, and then Bombay's like, oh, the, they grow on you, and he's like, I bet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Bombay's just like, all right, man, gear up, and we'll see you on the ice. Yeah, leaves him in the locker room himself. Oh my god! Like what in the actual anyway? All right, so b- 
poor, poorly handled Banks introduction <laughs> aside, I guess. I don't know. That bothered me a, a lot. I, mean, I was like, <laughs> just, I felt bad for Banks more than anything. Here we have like your future star player and your introduction is like, is just dog shit. Yeah. Like, and he knows, like they've already been very clear that they do not want yeah. him on the team. Like yeah. it'd be different if this was a surprise or something, but like everyone has been very vocal that they don't <laughs> want banks on the team. And he's like, yeah. you know what we should do? Surprise intros. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, sorry. Um, we cut to the ice. Um, but what we do, what we have is uh, we got some game action and we've got banks skating back and forth, um, asking for banks, the puck. Wide, wide fucking, open. Wide fucking open. Wide, wide open. open. Just, Could not just, be more open. And and Bombay, pass it to Banks. And then mm-hmm. and Banks is like, also, do you, something yeah, with it. Yeah, but Banks is like, if you're not going to pass it to me, just fucking shoot it. Do, pass do it to somebody else. Do something. You're just fucking sitting there with the puck like an idiot. Yeah. And then finally gets the pass, though, and just rips it right rips in. Rips it right in. Yep. And then. We'll snipe Sally, boys. Dirty fucking dangles, boys. Yeah. <laughs> It was a, it was a dirty dangle. It was a dirty dangle for sure. And then the celebration on the bench. You, did you see what I saw? Oh no, I I, I maybe Pop, missed it. Our our you know podcast favorite MC Gainey's on the bench for this game. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So I, I was wondering if that's where you're gonna go. But yeah, yeah he's he's he, they, he's very prevalent in yeah. this montage. Like he's a part of the team. He's yep. like he's on, he's on the bench. Yeah, unofficial cheering. assistant coach. Like mm-hmm. I love that even though Bombay's um time is up, like I love that like they're still buddies. You know what I mean? Like there's no way Duckworth is well, paying true. for him to drive even, him around anymore. Like I now he's just a part of the team. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they, yeah. they for sure would have cut off the service. Yeah. So, so like yeah, now they're now they're just friends, just yeah. little chums. You know? Yeah, they're just doing like he's just like, listen, man, I'm in. Let's just make it to the end of the year. I got you guys. I'll drive you around. So I I love that. Mm-hmm. That that bond. You know what I mean? So um, but like, you know what I didn't like though is that when everyone's celebrating, Jesse's looking pissed, you know. Well, yeah, because it's I mean Banks Banks is the one who scored. Uh, he know? just uh but but and then that game ends really quick and it's tied oh, it's 16 seconds left. The team's excited in the huddle. Bombay's like, listen, you guys, we got to pull the goalie. Um, yeah, so he, yeah, he wants to pull the goalie, and Car- is it Car- Carp's the one who's like, why do you want to pull the goalie? We're tied. And Bombay's like, a tie does us no good. We need yeah. to win. We got to win in order to get the tiebreaker to get us into the playoffs. Yeah, get the puck to Fulton. Uh, and then and then um, I love this, and Fulton's like, but coach, one out of five, and, and your boy Gee comes in there, and he's like, listen, Fulton. Mm-hmm. Soft hands, concentration, not strength. So, so yes. So, Ka- Gee comes in. Captain Gee comes in with some great fucking advice, and he goes, "Yeah, he goes. Con- wait, wait, what's he say? Concentration, not strength, right? Yeah. Soft not hands, Fulton. Concentration, concentration not, not strength. strength. And did you see what he does after he says that? Huh? He turns to Connie, gives her a wink. Oh God, playa, playa, love it. He's the uh, fucking best. Yeah. I love you. Um, so, so um, they're, but they're, they're all in. They're like, all right, man, we're going to get the, the puck to Fulton. There's 16 seconds left. And this almost bites them in the tuchus one, you might even say, because the yes. Ducks well, win the face off. So it's, it's one of those things. We, we talked about this in Game Changers with um, 
these end game well, sequences wait, just wait. are not realistic. <laughs> yeah, well, and then also with with Logan and his his order up thing, right? Where it's Logan and his order up, Fulton and a slap shot, um, and then Russ and the knuckle puck, right? Yeah, great, great plays if you're doing it for the first fucking time and catch people by surprise. But if you do it enough, people catch on that that's the only fucking thing that you do when this guy's on the ice. And so then they lock into it. And so what happens is they pass it to Fulton. Fulton gets ready to, to shoot it. And the Huskies are like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, Statue of Liberty play. So he just runs up. So one of the Husky guys just runs up and pokes the puck away from Fulton. And it's like, yeah. I know what you're going to do. This is my puck now. Like, yeah. you got to, you know, one trick ponies don't, they don't, they don't last. You got to, you got to mix it up here. But luckily, Fulton shows some quick feet and some quick thinking and chases the guy down, rips the puck right back away from him, gets back. And this feels like this shot is coming from like a mile away, but he cocks it. He pulls, he, he is, pulls up from half court. It's, well, not yeah. half, you know, half, half, mid ice, center ice is what they call it. Center half, ice, half court. You know, you, you know what I'm saying. This is a half court shot. That Fulton just zips through. It's coming so fast that the goalie goalie actually sprints out of the goal, and it just rips through the net. Rips through through the net. Goes through like the net. that is a hundred and fifty mile an hour slap shot that just took place from a fucking least. from a fucking eleven year old. Yeah. <laughs> what wow. what a win! Mm-hmm. What a win! And so, yeah, but so they get the win. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. And then it and cuts to it, it cuts it, to it, the paper. Cuts to the paper. And we get th- this great headline where it says Fulton Reed. And this this is so this is the paper. Well, America, what was it called? I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called. It's like a, the, ho- ho- the, hockey. Hockey now is what it's called. Yeah. Hockey now, America's number one hockey pop uh publication. Yeah. And so again, front page. <laughs> The Pee Wee Minnesota Hockey League front page, you know, on America America's number one hockey pop- publication. So, and the headline is Fulton Reed's Herculean last second goal rips net and propels Ducks to win. And then uh, the the byline is uh, Larry Bro- Larry Bach. I don't know if that's an actual writer or if that's one of the. It's probably one of the like the crew members or the producers or whatever Larry Bach, but um. So the it, it the it only shows the first paragraph of the the article and it's just a John a dumb John Madden quote so there's nothing to pull away from there. But was America- it boom tough acting tonight? Remember when we <laughs> talked about that in one of the last ones with, no, with Coop socks talking it, it, about it anyway, tough, sorry. it wasn't tough acting tonight. Unfortunately, it was uh, John Madden once said, "Never estimate your opponent. In estimating your opponent, you might underestimate them." My uh, my favorite is solid, solid advice, solid like advice. the the Frank Caliendo impressions, where like he he impersonates John Madden with like the yellow pen on Sundays, and he's like, yeah, you know, like we got we got boom here the the tackle kicking out, and then the running backs gonna go boom here, and then we're gonna go boom <laughs> to the end zone. That's boom. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just roast John Madden. Anyways, that was a terrible impression, but that's that's what I think. I think of Frank Caliendo when I think of John Madden, that poor guy. Um. Because he was a great <laughs> broadcaster, and it rhymes me. Anyways, so Fulton hits the Herculean uh, last-second shot to propel playoffs. the Ducks into the playoffs. playoffs. But before, We're in the playoffs. 
This is this is what we've been waiting for, Heath. We're in the playoffs. We're in and, the playoffs. And then Bombay does, you know, kind of like a, a corporate retreat type of action where before we gear up for the stress of the playoffs, we are going to do some some good old fashioned team building. He he's going to pull some strings and he's going to go. Uh, we, we pan to the team arriving at the Minnesota North Stars. What a throwback. Um, in yep. their arena. So um, the Minnesota North Stars in 1990, they probably shot this in 91. The movie came yeah. out in 92. Um, and then the North Stars moved in 93. So this is real close to when. They had, the, when they ship out to Dallas. When they ship out to Dallas. And I, I, I so I want to, I want to talk about the scene. Cause I have some thoughts. Yes. So, so they, they, so it shows them walk. they're, they're walking. So, so uh, he pulls Bombay, pulls some strings. He gets them to be able to practice on the North stars ice. So it's the, the huge arena. They're on the ice. They're practicing. And it's, it's, it's literally them going onto the ice, right. As the, the actual Minnesota North stars come off of the ice for their practice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're walking past and you see so then you get you get a couple uh you get a little interaction between a couple north stars players and then bombay and the kids and the two north star players are basil mccray and mike madonna and mike madonna well basil mccray that's a fucking name right there bud oh basil mccray is like one of the most underrated hockey players of all time he's basil mccray is fantastic and especially because of the name basil Basil McRae is just a great, regardless of whatever profession you're going into, Basil McRae is a fucking legit name. Wait, before we get too far, can we talk about the weird fucking comment that one dude made when he was like, when he was like, yeah, this guy used to dominate Pee Wee. And he was like, oh yeah, I heard you were a farmer. Yeah. What, what the fuck was that? Yeah. So, so like, yeah, I was a lawyer, but, uh, <laughs> well, so, so, yeah. So, 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 they, so they come up. So, so it's Basil and Mike Madonna are walking, uh, Basil's in front, Mike Madonna's in the back, and they're walking off the ice. And they, Basil spots Bombay. Yeah. And then the kids are right behind Bombay. He spots Bombay and he stops and he goes, Hey, he like recognizes Bombay from youth hockey. Easy. Well, so he, so the, the movie, the movie the movie says that Basil recognizes him from youth hockey, right? Yeah. yeah. We've we we have established Bombay played youth hockey in Minnesota. Yeah. Bombay was a member of the Adina Hawks and he played under Coach Riley. I think Coach Riley said for nine years, six or nine years. I forget which one it was, six or nine years. Yeah. He played Pee-wee hockey in Minnesota. Basil McRae is from Canada. Okay. What about Mike Madonna? Mike Madonna is not the one who says it. Mike Madonna oh, doesn't say okay. that. No. Basil McRae says Mike Madonna doesn't know Bombay other than him being maybe a farmer is what was what Mike, Mike Madonna says. He said, I thought you were sense. a farmer, which a, it doesn't make any sense why he would even know of Bombay, let alone yeah. think he was something that he wasn't like, why would you think he was a farmer? Anyway, <laughs> I became a lawyer, but I coached Pee Wee Hockey now. I think, I think that was just a weird joke going back to Hans when Hans keeps calling him a doctor. Like they just keep, yeah. like, you know, I think that's what they were going for. Where it's just like making fun of him for like, not, you know, thinking he's something he's not whatever that is about but basil mccray says i recognize you from peewee hockey you were legit i played with you you're fucking awesome i'll get you a tryout if you want basil yeah. mccray is from beaverton ontario canada okay he is not from minnesota there's no fucking way they would have played peewee hockey together now i say that i say there's no way they would have played peewee hockey together 
They could have played juniors. They could have played juniors. They could have played college. They could have played whatever together. But peewee hockey, the one thing we know they couldn't have fucking played together is what he says. He says, I know you from peewee hockey. He was legit in peewee hockey. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Drove me up the wall. This is a loophole that cannot and shall not stand. And no, Brandon's it's well, it's it's nonsense. It's fucking nonsense. And then and then and then you get. Then you and get I Michael. love that he never saw him or heard from him again, and immediately it just immediately assumes, recognizes him, and, and and then immediately assumes that he's still good enough to warrant <laughs> a, trial a trial with one of the minor league clubs. Like where 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 did this where where did his intel come from that Bombay can still can still skate? He's a fucking lawyer. I mean he he everybody knows that the if you're good at hockey when you're 10 years old, you're good at hockey forever. That whole that whole setup and scene just it, it didn't it didn't move. It was so weird. It didn't move it, the storyline. They at, they, at all. they they threw it in there because they obviously wanted to have like an NHL cameo. They wanted yeah. somebody, but like make him say something coherent. Make him say something <laughs> that doesn't fucking sound stupid. It's like all right, good seeing you, and then Bombay like it was just so throwaway. It's like all right, good seeing you, and then Bombay's like all right, you ready to have some fun, and that's yeah. it. And then the kids are uh, well. So he throws he throws out the 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 tryout idea, right? He's like, hey, yeah. you know, let me know, I'll get you a tryout, and then they just walk away, and then that's the last you hear of that until spoiler alert, the end of the movie when he goes out for the tryout. Yeah. But like like it just they could have handled that that NHL cameo so much better. It it was it was very weird, and the fact that. Basil McRae, who's from Beaverton, Ontario, Canada, says he played peewee hockey with Gordon Bombay. Drives me up the wall. Doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. Wasn't a wasn't a good one. But I, I I would love to get Basil McRae on the podcast to 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 go through this to set to let, let's let's go through the logistics. Maybe, maybe behind the could, scenes because the, the the information that I have granted it was it was so I should I probably should have led with this. I, it was a very quick wikipedia search on basil mccray to see where he was from it said he was born in beaverton ontario canada maybe he moved maybe he maybe he moved to to minneapolis in the time between then and peewee hockey if if that's the case basil come on the podcast explain it call me a liar let's go through this if not i still call fucking bullshit yeah, I was just gonna say because you're you're gonna look like a real dick, and <laughs> <laughs> he did end up uh, moving to uh, Minnesota when he was ten years old. If that's the case, then then come on the podcast and let's 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 hash this out. <laughs> real, real fucking piece of work, aren't you, Brandon? Just here talking shit I'm, about I'm Basil put, McRae's birth put, birthplace. Putting the car ahead of the horse here a little bit, but that's fine. I'm you know I stand by it. I'm willing to die on this sword. All right, so awkward, or just not awkward, but just kind of like mishandled NHL player interaction aside, we get into a very nice montage of oh, the kiddos. Class, classic 90s montage, dude. Classic and like a great song choice. We got Connie and Gee holding hands. We see the young yeah. romance blossoming. Um, I thought it was great um, seeing like how much Lewis means to the team because everyone's he's out, he's out there. He's there, there, getting there's pushed a, around in the yeah. chair because you can so like i don't know if you picked up on this um lewis i picked up on the fact that lewis couldn't skate and so he started out in a chair and then the yep. kids started pushing him around yeah, yeah. and then they started kind of like teaching him how to skate because he was kind of like meandering around there a mm-hmm. little bit and it and looks then, like at one point they're racing yeah. um because then they're racing and sliding into the boards 
Um, Charlie's playing make-believe. Lewis, um, after he's learning how to skate, wipes out Bombay. And then yes. we get some so epic that, figure skating from Tim. So, so I want to point out the, the, the scene where he... Granted, the, 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 all of the stuff within this montage looks very real like very yeah. much that they just put the kids out there and they were like, just fucking skate around. And I bet it was but, like but really I, cool. I, I, I actually I, wrote that. Yeah. And I get, but I get, I guarantee you the scene where uh, Lewis wipes out Bombay was not scripted, was not written, just happened. And then they put it in the movie because Bombay's reaction to that is like so genuine and well, I should say Emilio's reaction to that is so yeah. genuine and hilarious that there's no way they could have fucking scripted that. Yeah, I I love that. I, I well, because like even like the kids' reactions too, like a child actor not going and skating and doing that stuff at the Stars Arena, but that was so much fun. Oh yeah, it would have been a fucking blast. We used to meet, do that stuff. You got to meet Basil McCray. What a great yeah. fucking day. Yeah, we, we used to, I mean, we used to do that stuff, right? Like, we'd have, like, after games, like, post-game skates and stuff like that for, like, companies. And anyways, it, it was, it, you love to see it for, for the kiddos. But then we kind of switch over. Then they're at the Stars game. They Not only are they getting, like, the pre-game skate, but then they're, they're at, they get featured on the big screen and everyone's cheering. Yep. You see Guy making another move with Connie, kind of yep. locking that hand yep. in hand. You, oh, Ooh. man. Um, and then the Hawks see Banks. And oh, yeah, there's a couple of fucking Hawk nerds at the at the game too. And Jesse, but Jesse catches Banks, kind of like crouching down, trying not to be seen. And you just see some yeah. additional anger. And then you see Bombay and Charlie really kind of hamming it up at the game, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. setting up they're that relationship. Up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then. We're done. We're done with the stars. We're done with the, the stars hockey because we've got Bombay and Charlie getting some dinner ready for mom. Yeah, cook cooking dinner. Home cooked yeah. meal for, for Casey Conway. So mom is working and Bombay is post-practice at home with Charlie preparing dinner. And Bombay is like, hey, Charlie, what if we... Oh, wait, no. Before that, though, did you... There's another weird interaction where Charlie's like, so the North Stars wore the same underwear all through the playoffs last year, and I'm doing yeah. the same thing right now. And yeah, Bombay's like, to... I guess I should have cooked. Yeah, there's, there's a, yeah, they talk about the, a weird superstition. Um, go, going, back, going back to Coop and his socks, you know? I mean, but and, uh, that's another thing. Like, what's up with the socks and then the underwear? Dude? Like, those underwear, like, they're going to be uncomfortable because they're going to be, like, crispy and ripe. Well, so so halfway I, through the playoffs I, if you're I'm, not watching this. I'm going to give the North Stars the benefit of the doubt here because – so we, we know Coob wasn't washing his socks in between games, but – all Charlie says is that the, they wore the, the same underwear. The Minnesota North Stars were wearing the same underwear for every single game. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and pray to God that they wash them in between. Okay, that's a, that's a great call out because that does sound like they washed them. They were the same, not same, same pair, but we're washing them in between. You know, cool. everybody get on board with that. Everybody's got their lucky pair of jeans. You know, yeah. yeah. What is what what what's what's the office? What does Michael call his jeans? The the ones uh, oh 
but you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah his, Every, his, everybody's got those, those pair of jeans that they wear or, or their, their pair of pants or whatever that they, or their shirt or whatever that they wear for special occasions, you know, makes them look really, makes them look good. makes them feel good. Michael yeah, yeah. gets them dry clean to remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm assuming that's what the, the Dallas or the Minnesota noise stars are wearing the same underwear for every game, but they're getting them dry cleaned in between, you know? Yeah. Okay. And, but then, uh, but then Bombay tries to tells Charlie like, "Hey, what if we go to the Winter Festival tonight, the three of us?" And uh, Charlie once again playing wingman is like, <laughs> wingman "Hey, Charlie, dude. wingman, wingman." Charlie's like, "Hey, why don't you go with my mom?" And then mom comes home. Food smells great. Charlie gives Bombay the wink. Go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and is just absolutely pimping his mom out. And so this is this is not my favorite part of the movie but i get why it's yeah. in there but it's yeah. it's the hallmark portion of the the movie where I wanna, we get i want to point out that the hat that casey wears in this scene is what is it absolutely stupid <laughs> absolutely stupid it's like it's a bright a... it's like a bright red bucket hat but I, I think it's like made of like felt or something or like oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's like fuzzy it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I not a fan, not a fan. It's there's like you're 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 a perfectly good looking woman, Casey Conway. That hat is doing you no favors though, zero favors. No, and so we'll just recap this scene really quick because I I like this scene was just fine by me, but more or less what happens is Bombay and Charlie's mom, Casey, are on a date, their first mm-hmm. date at the Winter Festival, and she's kind of nervous sweet, and rambling I, on. I do want to say a, sweet Winter Festival, though, with, like, ice yeah. sculptures and shit. I would go to that. I would definitely you, go to that. You know, downtown Houston on, like, Discovery Green and stuff always had, like, really nice lights and everything. Like, it wasn't a winter festival, right? Because yeah. there's no such thing as winter down there, really. <laughs> but, you know, um, I, except for last year, like, everything broke. Oh, know? yeah, I'm not ready to handle uh, a real winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so so she's mumbling about the sculptures and like how they're yeah. built and just I, said she's, I am a sucker. I'm a sucker for ice sculptures, though. I love a good ice sculpture. They are I, you hit the nail on the head. Like that would have been awesome. I yeah. would have definitely wanted to, to go down there. But like we're not getting that down here where we're at now in the southeast either. Like oh, no, 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 no. That, our, that our, ice that ice would melt within seconds. Yeah, our, our winters are are very different, but it just rains the whole time here, which is fucking bullshit. I know, because like you want to go do stuff, but anyways, uh, so she's she's talking about uh, she's mumbling on, she's bonding with Bombay, but then she turns to this huge building. It looks like maybe a church or something, um, or, or some kind of large building, and she's like, "Oh, I used to pretend that this was my big ice castle, and then last year I gave Charlie his room, and then Bombay, the audacity, just comes in real hot. And he's like, oh, which because one's he, mine? I want to live there too.' Well, because you got you, so you got to think. She says last last year I gave Charlie his last year, which means yeah. it would have been." At most, ten years old. At most, yeah. so she waited ten years to give her son a room in the same ice castle, whatever she called it. Yeah. And then Bombay is like, "Oh, that's fine. I'll it be right there." Took her own flesh and blood a decade to be able to get some room and board in that ice palace. Like it's just so, and she like literally looks at him. She's like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah. Like, well, so I I do want I do want to point out this interaction. Um, I want to comment on it because with Brandon's parenting corner, yeah, I do want to say I do want to say Casey Conway kills it 
with this interaction where she she calls is, him out on his shit. He calls him out on his shit. She's like, hey, like it's I like you. Her. She's like, I like you. You like me, which is perfectly fine. Like I'm fine to do this. Whatever, whatever this is, I'm fine to do this. But you need to double think about what you're doing to Charlie because Charlie, I'm. She's like, I'm invested in this. You're invested in this. But Charlie is invested in this. Yeah. This is all he wants in his entire life is for us to be together. So you need to double double check yourself right now yeah. to see if you actually want to get involved in this because it's a lot. It, the emotional weight to this is a lot more than you are presenting on right now. Yeah, because she because she called him out. She was like, oh, you're like to you. That's a joke. Like yeah. to you, that's funny. That's a joke. But like to him, that's real. And that's what he wants. And if you are not ready to, yeah, I, I agree. Like when that's why I was like the balls of Bombay, like just completely not thinking about his situation. And, and I'm so glad that she like came in and was like, mm-hmm. Hey man, like you can't, you can't just say shit like that because Charlie is going to take it so literally. And like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do that? Like yeah. you can't, can't be that yeah. guy. Like you can't, like you can't joke about this stuff. It's not funny. Like it's, no, it's, yeah. you're not just hooking up with a single mom. If you want a, a, a room in the palace, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I, I didn't care much for it other than like Charlie's mom just being like, Hey, but like either cut the shit or uh, let's go. And then Bombay's like, Hey, I can deal with this. It's going to be fine. Then he leans in and they seal it with a kiss. Get a little Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little kiss, you know. So Bombay's in, and then boom, we're done with that shenanigans. We moved past it. We are in the playoffs. We got Ducks Hornets, Brandon. First round, first round, first round. And what do we have? We've got my boy Banks. He must have been feasting on some cake before this game because he's bobbing, <laughs> he's weaving, he is just making those Hornets look like they are stuck in cement, my friend, because. He is shooting and scoring. My word, that banks. Um, and and then it starts getting a little rough. You know, we see a little rough play. That's not that's not slowing banks down. He is still out there making some shit happen with yeah. that puck. But then, of course, you know who it cuts to for the third goal in this game. They only show they score five in this game. It was five to three. Um, but they they only show three. Do you know? Do you remember who they showed for the third goal? I don't remember. No, Averman. Oh, okay, okay, nice. Fucking Averman. Averman, dirty fucking dangles, boys. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's the first thing I said when uh, yeah. when I saw Averman not, hit it home. Yeah, it's not just the jokester, you know. He's, he is he's, not he's bringing he more to the table. Not not just some lighthearted fun in the locker room, but Averman getting some time and putting some points on the board with the setup from Banks. Very very clean pass mm-hmm. from Banks. So yeah. They they get the big win, hits up with that that five three win over the Hornets, sets them up for the Cardinals. So, um, but, do, we, but, but do you like how it intros into the paper? Because yeah. that was I love I love the intro because they they beat the Hornets, so it gets ready for the paper, and we get Bombay and Lewis doing like a really cool twist and sh- <laughs> twist into a high five. Yeah. And then the paper comes twirling in afterwards. Okay. Did yep. you, did you pay attention to the paper? Cause I just said, so, the I, got paper. The, so, I, so I got the paper here. So, so, well, so what, so one it's the, they beat the Hornets and then it says, so the, the, the paper comes in, it says quack attack takes the sting out of the Hornets five to three. 
the victory catapults the surprising Ducks to semifinal game against Cardinals. That's the headline. That's a fucking mouthful of a headline. Yeah. Okay. And this this article is by Lyle Mayer instead of the Larry Bach, who was the last one. So Lyle, you got to work on your headlines here. That's way too long of a headline. It, remi- it reminded me of like Parks and Rec when Leslie Nope always says her headlines and they're like fucking five minutes long of her just talking. She's like, <laughs> here's your headline. Parks Department saves festival by creating a better experience. <laughs> just shit like that yeah but so so that's the so so it says catapults them to the semifinal game this was the first round of the playoffs yeah if they're going to the semifinal game of the playoffs that insinuates that we have an 18 playoff right yeah. which if we go by our league standings which had 10 teams but the bottom two don't make it to the playoffs that's eight teams yeah. so this this playoff is just the league yeah, which is a, a it's different from 1973 because 1973 we had Duluth East, right? Which is not in this league. And then it's different from game changers because because game changers, we had states. Yeah. And so even I'm, yeah, even the, this is so supposed I'm, to be like the state championship. Right? I'm, conf- I'm confused at what happened between 1973 and now and then what happened between now. And the game changers, which was like 2020, 2019, whatever. I mean, I'm, you got like I, I need clarification on that. But so so then the article goes 45 in. years of like 40, 50 years of youth hockey in between there, Brandon. There's a, there's a lot of shit that probably went down. Are we messing with our playoffs that much though? Where we're going oh. in in and out of states? 100 percent Okay, whatever, whatever. But so 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 that threw me hey, off. Listen, for- listen, Brandon, you don't know shit about uh Minnesota youth sports. Okay, and like listen, I, uh, I I will go one further than than that with you, Heath. I don't know shit about Minnesota. <laughs> There's a lot of mosquitoes, ten thousand legs. <laughs> I've been to Minnesota, I've been to Minneapolis one time, visited the Mall of America. It was it was not 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 a terrible experience. Yeah, Mall of America is great. Did you go to uh the Paul Bunyan's log ride? I didn't, do, I, I didn't you, do that. Oh no! <laughs> okay, but, hold on, hold hold the phone here one second because you just offended me for for just a half a second. Listen, I have no ties to the state of Minnesota. I am a Packers fan and actually despise all things Minnesota Vikings. Like, who the fuck wants to be purple? Gross. Get over yourselves. But anyways, you cannot sit here and just say. The Mall of America was just okay when you didn't go on the Paul Bunyan log ride or the roller coaster that go that takes you all about the theme park so I, I, within I did, the Mall of America. I did do the roller coaster, and the okay. only I will say the only the only reason I did the roller coaster is because uh Fulton and Charlie do the roller coaster in D3. That's the yeah. only reason I did that is because I was like, okay, they did this. So I'm gonna do it. That's the only reason I did that. Um, Paul Bunyan log ride is dope. I'm gonna say, I'm just saying, Brandon. I, like, listen, I, I, I'm I respect sure that, your opinion. I, I, I'm just I, saying. I, 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 will, I, I will say, I'm not, I'm not a touristy type of person, though. They did so it like, wrong. So, like, there, there's, I, there's, I'm not gonna go on Paul Bunyan's log ride ever. And there's the, the it, outside of me watching D3 and being a Mighty Ducks fan, there would have been zero reason for me to do the even the roller coaster. The only reason I did that was because of D three. If it wasn't for D three, I wouldn't have done that because I don't, I don't give a shit about touristy stuff. I'm not, I'm not in that vein. I don't, I don't give a shit about that. I don't wow. care. 
I'll, I'll never forget my trip because I've, not only did I get to do all that great stuff in the Mall of America, but I also got a Stefan Marbury jersey from the Mall oh, of America. Oh, okay. Yeah, Starbury. Okay. Uh, I think it was his rookie year. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm old, fr- Brandon. <laughs> the franchise. The franchise. Yeah, I, I think it was 10. And okay. I got uh, the because they just updated like their logos and stuff. And I convinced my parents to I still have it actually. Still, it's oh, still is, the, is that is that when they went to like the black, the black and the green and the blue, a yeah. L- little bit of blue? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyways, you know, we can we can pivot back off of your Mall of America opinion. I'm just saying, that, like, for all the listeners out there, you know, I'm, if I'm, you go I'm, to the Mall of America, you just kind of do Paul Bunyan's log, right? I'm, I'm not, I so I want to, I want to. I want to clarify. I wasn't saying the Mall of America was bad or anything. I wasn't saying it. I was just saying it was it was fine. Like it was fine. It was just it's a big mall. My my point was it's a big that, mall. My point was that Minnesota is a perfectly fine city. Perfectly fine. It's, okay. You know. So you, you know what else I had there that was very memorable. I went to uh, I, I, like Hard Rock Cafe and had like a, it was like a shrimp club sandwich. It was delightful. It was like little shrimps with bacon. So your, your your highlight of a trip, you're gonna call out Hard Rock Cafe, which is literally everywhere that you can. Get. Oh, I I love tour. Like I'm the exact opposite of you, Brandon. Like I okay. love touristy stuff. Like I live in Savannah and I go do all the touristy stuff. We just did a ghost <laughs> tour this week oh, so on I'll, Wednesday. We just did a ghost tour. Oh, it was I'll, a walking ghost tours. Dude, I'll get down on ghost tours any fucking day. I did. I did when I was in when I was living in Seattle. I did countless ghost tours. Like the the underground tours they have, I did I did that ghost tour like three or four times. It's it's fucking fantastic. I, I'm a sucker for ghosts. Anything ghost related, I'm in. Yeah, because like uh, and like all those like 1700s and 1800s ghosts, like those motherfuckers are. Especially in Seattle, it's in Seattle, like Savannah. Savannah, I haven't gone to I haven't done the ghost tour in Savannah yet. It's on my list though. I need to fucking do that. But the Seattle ghost tour was was cool because it was like the underground tours. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, and those that, underground tunnels are cool. Yes, for for those of you who don't know, Seattle was essentially the the current city of Seattle was built on top of the old city. So, like, you can legitimately go underneath the streets of Seattle and walk around. Yeah. Um, and so now that's it's what, probably that, just bums doing heroin, but that's neither here nor there. Well, in, in certain pockets, like the the underground, the spots of the underground tour goes. I'm pretty sure they like clean that. You know, they they make sure nobody's nobody's crazy going in and they, they only go into safe spots a lot. Uh, I would imagine a lot of the, the, the spaces in the underground are not the safest places to go. You could get a cave in real, real probably quick, but, um, but yeah, the Seattle underground shit was, was tight. Cause yeah, the, cause the underground tour, you hop, you hop like in the fucking basement and then you hop out and it's like fucking underneath like city streets and little gate or, uh, not sewer gates, but what's the? You know what I'm talking about, Heath. Like, like cemetery the, gates? No, like the like when you're in Seattle, it's like a little gate on the floor, like the, like on the Riverwalk. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, but the, no matter the, what happens, the, the underground, the, the the underground is super tight. I highly recommend it for anybody that's going to Seattle. It's it's a very touristy little tour thing that they do, but I highly recommend it. It's worth it um because and they have all sorts of different times there's a ghost one there's an adult one that i did uh on a first day one time where if you go on the adult one they they like 
walk you through underneath where all the brothels used to be. Nice. Um, and you get a free drink at the end. And then th- they have all sorts of, they have like three or four, I think other like themed ones that you can do. So if you're not into ghosts, there's plenty of options for you. Yeah. There's it's well, cause like Savannah is one of the most haunted cities in America. It's the, the most, haunted. the, the most haunted. Yeah. 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 And so like there, there's a million, but well, like, you, uh, it I, makes... I, should, I should walk that back. New Orleans gives it a run for its money, but it's those yeah. two. Well, because they're both like the, the exact same. It was like, hey, here's these like really ancient burial grounds. Let's just continuously like bury more people on top of mm-hmm. it and then uh, build a city on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's absurd. Anyways, so back to where we were. We got the <laughs> post. We went a little, uh, little ghost tour tirade. But um, we, we go back. We've got Ducks versus Cardinals. Ducks, Cardinals. Um, and we've got, rematch. we've got rematch. And this is this is a big game. We're in the playoffs. We got the Cardinals on their blue line. Semifinals, Heath. Semifinals. Semifinals. Sorry. Semifinals. It's it's going, it's going down. But then we have uh this is the call. Here's the star, Adam Banks with great speed right down the middle, goes around one defender and then another, and then scores. Um and like Banks is just killing it. Uh, in this in this episode, and then we got have, Banks has it again. They're kind of kicking it around the zone, and then Banks hits it over to Jermaine. Jermaine scores what ends up being the game winner against the Cardinals because he pops it off the goalkeeper's glove, and then that fires up and over in. And so your boy Gee with um, with the big the big the big goal there, and that's it. That's the winner, Jermaine. Yes, Guy, another a classic. I mean, he's just destroying the Cardinals again. He had uh, both goals last time. Yeah. Or was it three goals? It might have been three goals last time against the Cardinals. Um, so, yeah, you you put Guy in a game against the Cardinals, he's scoring a goal. Guaranteed. Did, Guaranteed. Did you, so the announcer is like, oh, the Ducks, they, can you believe it? They make it to state to play the Hawks. But did you hear what the crowd was chanting while all this was going on? And they were like gearing up for the celebration. I don't think so. They were chanting, we will, we will quack you. <laughs> Fantastic. How did you, I can't believe you missed that, man. That's no. a, the, the, a, a sold out jam packed crowd for Cardinals <laughs> Ducks. We will, we will quack you. Interesting. Boom, okay. Boom. I didn't catch that because I, I, I didn't think the Queen stuff came in until the second movie, but. Well, that's because they paid their dues time after time. <laughs> Um, no, but uh, that's uh, yeah. But we hit them with the "We will quack you." Um, they've got sodas in the locker room. They're, they're shaking them. They're, a, going nuts. they're doing like a like a champagne shower, like you would. Yeah. But they're using Coke cans, which yeah, look like some some nice product placement there. You know, real real sticky guys, real sticky. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, Bombay gets cleaned off because Lewis dumps the cooler full of ice and water over the top of him. And yeah. mm-hmm. and then we cut to the end of where this the where this episode, I guess you could say it could it, it ends because it pivots from the celebration, the locker room, boom, paper. We've got Riley on one side, we got Bombay on the other side, the coaching matchup of a lifetime. Brandon. These papers, you've you've been on point with them. What do we got to so preview I, I, for I, the, the grand I, finale? 
so I screenshotted it and I blew it up because I was very interested after the the fucking nonsense of an article we found in Game Changers. I'm like, there's got to be some gold in these, right? There's got to be some gold. Yeah. Um. So I, I blew it up. Hey, hey I want to point out the the picture that they used, <laughs> which is uh, Bombay with half of his face in darkness, and then Riley with the other half of his face in darkness, and they're yeah. like standing right next to each other. As Nick Cage and John Travolta face exactly. off. It's face off. Yes. That's yeah. Exactly what I wrote. Face off. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, way ahead of its time, because Face Off was like what ninety six. Face Off is Face Off is for sure after this movie. So Face Off I, co- I can't, copied this. You can't quote me on this, but I was just going to say the director of Face Off pulled his inspiration for the cover yeah. of the movie from us. Exactly. Obviously. Um, Keep going. What's, so so that's the the photo, and then the article next to it. So the headline we have: Bombay versus Riley in Cinderella Pee Wee matchup. <laughs> And then the article says Riley's Hawks carry the best record of any team in the division two state tourney, which is interesting because that's the first, they don't mention that this is division two at all during the movie. And I'm curious how their divisions, the, the Minnesota state peewee hockey divisions are set up. I would love to know. Cause that, 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 helps explain why our playoffs are just eight teams then if it's just that's, a league i bet it's, it's just division since two. division two i bet that's what that means i guess but the so the, the next sentence is the record also included some impressive wins over teams that ended up as strong seeds in the division one group so mm-hmm. our so that begs the question so we're playing teams outside of our league then or outside of our division I just I the the structure of this it just doesn't make any sense to me. I need to dive deeper into this to figure out exactly what's going on. It doesn't make any sense. But so after their four one semifinal win behind Riley's exciting coaching, they are favored to finish off by sweeping the sweeping the ducks off the ice tonight. Wow. On their way to the finals, the Hawks knocked off first the Flames, then in a close one at the at the arena, whatever that is, they just they just beat arch rival the Jets in a two-one thriller, which is interesting. That's the first time we get mention of the Jets and the Hawks being arch rivals. Oh yeah, I didn't realize. That. I wonder. I, I I would love to. I would. I, I think we need a flashback movie about how the Hawks and the Jets became arch rivals. I I, I need to know more about that. The ascension of the Adina Hawks. Yeah, because maybe because well no because they were playing Duluth East in the flashback for, with Bombay, but I wonder, you know all those state championships. I wonder if they're, they're beating the jets in the, in the finals for all those, you know? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So so then the, the paragraph keeps going facing off against the strongly favored Hawks will be a completely unknown ducks team. They have been this year's miracle kids after a dismal string of hammering defeats at the season's beginning. Clearly their fortunes turned with the arrival of coach Bombay, who, although a relative unknown in coaching, coaching circles, brings a magic and then that's when it cuts off i'm assuming there's more after that but that's when it cuts oh off. that bombay magic the, the minnesota, minnesota miracle. miracle yeah <laughs> that's jinx by me and coke <laughs> but so i, I want to know i i i need to know more about division one what's because the the way they phrase it in this article is they're the because they say the hawks record also included impressive wins over teams that ended ended up in division one or ended up as strong seeds in division one. So I'm assuming by that logic, division one is tougher than division two 
or perceived to be tougher? The only thing that like there is just vast inconsistencies with like the league scheduling, the playoff mm-hmm. formatting, the states and like how that is actually baked out and formatted with the different divisions. It just mm-hmm. there's not a lot of continuity with that in, in throughout the movie. Like it's just, I I feel like it, it, maybe it was just when the movie came out, there wasn't a lot of like, you know, movie boards and stuff, you know, there was no such thing. It was just Siskel and Ebert just being like, and and those old guys weren't paying attention to this shit. I can guarantee you that. Well, and then like in, in their defense, no outside of me, nobody's fucking screenshotting and blowing up these goddamn articles, you know? Yeah. I didn't even, (laughs) I didn't even look at them (laughs) other than just like, I read the, I read the, like the The headline. headline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and then, and then you move along like any, like, uh, like any exactly, normal person normal brandon person, which is exactly how i viewed all these movies up until now you know like when i was a kid i was like you know this all makes perfect fucking sense i get yeah. it it's perfect you know yeah duh uh, yeah that's but, what happens when accountants come back and watch their childhood movies this is what happens when you teach kids critical thinking skills you know <laughs> you come back you just start poking holes and fucking everything yeah uh, <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit BrokenForestCo.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. Here we are. Not only are we at the grand finale of the movie, but with the Cake Eaters podcast, we are the grand finale coming up next week of our breakdown of D1 The Mighty Ducks. It's kind of a kind of a bittersweet moment. I know we have a lot of other spin-offs coming, but you know, I'm I'm feeling that that nostalgia coming back yep. in, in a big way of like, wow. We get we get the championship game against the Hawks. Part five, the final part of our of our recap of D one here, but but like you said, we got we we have some more after this. We're gonna do some deep dives. Um, I have a feeling we're gonna do a, a real deep dive into standings and playoff brackets and how that all works. We'll do some other deep dives into just other other scenarios that pop up, um, and then hopefully we can get um, hopefully we can get an interview or two. Yeah, yeah, from the from the movie, from some of the originals. See how that works. Um, but yeah, we definitely. Uh, and then and then once once we finish with all the deep dives and everything, we'll uh, of course we're going to do a golden cakeies for the first yeah. movie. That's and it. That, That's a and then, must. Yep. Yeah, and then after that, we'll del- delve into to to D two and D three as well. But so, but well, like don't forget before D two and D three, we've got some 
excellent movies that the cast has gone on to star in correct yeah, that yeah. we have up for the viewers and we're not gonna we're not gonna break those down in, in the same meticulous way and we'll probably do a more broad and general breakdown mm-hmm. just highlighting some of our favorite moments and some of the fun in those but we got some great movies on the docket there too but man you know, we've got we've got the grand finale coming up with the battle for the Hawks. One of my favorite scenes of the movie that I quoted about a hundred times <laughs> during our breakdown of the game changers. That's coming yeah, in hot. Yeah. You know, we got some classic Riley versus Bombay. We got Banks facing his old team. Could you imagine? That's one thing, you know, like thinking about like Banks, you know, like his mindset, like not only did Bombay do a shit job of introducing him, making him feel alienated, but like now he's about to go face not only his own old squad, but his, his friends in school. Like what? Like his friend, his friend turmoil. Yes. Cause the ducks throughout this little, the little montage of playoff games have not accepted him as yeah. we, we haven't got that embrace yet. So he's about to go play his friends and, you know, like this isn't, this isn't LeBron, you know, playing like taught, like getting in everyone's head, thinking that they're all best friends. And then he beats them for the championship. You know, this is, (laughs) this is, this is banks as, as a youth, you know, facing his his crew, his squad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's gotta be a lot of emotion going through up there. Yep. Even his dad. Do you, do you throw the game? Does his dad tell him to throw the game? Like, Hey, just, just, Fuck yeah. this one up and I'll get you back on the Hawks. I've already talked it through with the board. Yep. They're going to gerrymander the shit out of this. Yeah. Listen, just, just wait got, it out. Wait it we out. We got enough cheddar. I'll just give them, you know, a couple grand and, and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get a lot, a lot of questions still that still need to be answered, Heath. Yeah. But we're, we're looking forward to part five. Part five is going to be minutes 81 through the, the end of the film. It's going to be the, 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 the final episode of D1. Yeah. We're going to, go through the end we'll see who wins states and how all that shakes out you know? yeah wow look at us we who, we started who would have thought who not me <laughs> not when we started with the dui <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com.